and welcome back. Welcome back to Trucking Answers, the podcast where we come to you every week on Tuesday and Friday through your ear holes only. I was thinking about this. I come to you through four holes a week. I think that's pretty impressive unless you're Sandy Duncan unless and that and then uh, that number is three. All right. So I'm here today with my co-host Gracie who is sprawled out on the couch but awake and looking at me so she could jump in at any time. We are currently in 37 countries. We welcome Nigeria to the list with one download this week. So welcome to Nigeria. I'll put a push pin in my globe in Nigeria. Thank you for downloading. Please write to me and say, hey, Mark, I'm the person in Nigeria that listens to your podcast. Are you over 50 years old and just getting into trucking? I have a reporter that would like to talk to you. So please email me. I'll get you to in touch. She's just writing a story about people, not drivers, but people getting into trucking at 50 or older as a second, third, or however many career choices that is down the road. And I think that'd be pretty interesting. So let me know about that. Today, we will have some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. Do you know why we're not on Mars? Because there's a bunch of idiots on this planet preventing us from living on that planet with their stupid buffoonery. All right, yes, I said it, I'm sorry. I had to use such language, but it was necessary to get my point across. Yesterday, I heard um, a New York City firefighter on the radio talking, and uh, he was talking about the mandate there and that they're gonna start firing firemen there in New York City that uh, don't go get at least their first shot by a certain date, which was coming up soon. And I thought to myself, you know, self, I thought, why is this happening? I thought these, I thought there was a union in New York City of firefighters. Turns out there are. Do you know how many firefighters there are? About 17,000 in New York City. Okay, across the, uh, spread across the whole city. Here's the thing. People have gotten fat and lazy and complacent over the years. And uh, they're unwilling to take action for their own betterment. For decades, maybe centuries governments and large businesses have put out the idea that we should fight each other. Hey, hey, the problem isn't us. The problem is that person. Look, their skin color is different than yours. Their sex is different than yours. The way they live their life is different than yours. They have something you don't have or you have something they don't have. They have an accent. They're from another country. Whatever it is, they always want you to fight somebody else. The person next to you has a one-year newer car than you. Whatever it is, they always put that out to try to deflect from the idea that the problem is the government. The problem are large comp- corporations. The problem is some goofy politician like we have here mandating you do something to your own body. And what should happen, what should happen is the union president there should say if you fire one of us, you fire all of us. And that's what should happen. And when the first person gets fired, 17,000 people walk out. The problem is people don't have the stomach for it. They're weak. And because what will happen? Oh, people are going to die in fires. Well, the mayor could stop that at any time. That's what the message should be from the union. He'll put out that the union is just doing this. You know, it doesn't matter. You go out immediately, immediately to the press and say, look, the mayor told me 
that all he wants to do is be the governor, and this is going to make his case for it. He's going to become the governor on everybody's back. I don't care if it's true or not. When you put it out there, you put the squeeze on the mayor because you can't win a war on defense. He'll have to come and answer those charges in the media. doesn't matter. It's true. He told me in a meeting. That's what he told me, and I wanted to tell you people of New York City. That's what should happen. That's what should happen. But the problem is, over time, we've let indiscretions, right, encroachments into our freedoms go. Little by little by little. It's death by a thousand cuts. As soon as any right is even thought about being taken or being even reduced, there should have been a massive, massive pushback immediately so that the government knows its place. This has all been flipped around. The government is not there to give you rights, okay? You have rights. The Constitution limits the power of the government. It doesn't limit you. It's there to limit them. And we've not done that. Part of it, of course, public schools in the last hundred and some years, they're all crap. I don't care. You can write to me, my kid's in a good school. No, they're not. Okay, they're all garbage. They're not even constitutional, in my opinion, and they should all be closed. All right, school your own kid because this is what happens. This is what happens. They all, oh, go to college. Go, go get a $30,000 a year job. Go be a drone in some company. Go work for somebody else. Go make them money. Go work 1,000 hours a week. Go do all No, all of that is garbage. All of it is garbage. They just had an article. I forget how it, is, how it was written right now. I don't have it right here in front of me. Schools shouldn't be in the business of education. That's a quote from some higher up in some education organization. That's complete ridiculous. I, I just don't even understand how this even goes by. And over the years of being complacent and living a basically good life, then somebody does some push on your rights like this and nobody's willing to act. Nobody is willing to act. And how does this relate to trucking, Mark? It's the exact same thing. Your power is in collective organization and collective action that's collective drivers i just read an article about this where drivers 36 percent of drivers so it said right will uh will not comply the mandate now i don't think that's going to be true at all if it went into effect which it's on hold right now i say it's five percent would quit and five percent will find another job and i think that's being generous why because it's amazing to me. Drivers are fired up about this. They will sit, some of them, for days with no money at all. None. And not quit. That's fine. Apparently, as long as you don't do something to them personally, they're willing to work without any pay. This is not every driver, right? But there are places that do this. And this is, oh, well, Mark, it's just an industry thing. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't are you if you're at a company that says okay this this block of time whatever it is it's different at different places it, we're not paying you for there should be a collective action at that company to say well then we're not giving you any labor at all none of us until that changes they could easily pay you <laughs> they can't say well there's no way to do it. there's absolutely a way to do it easily just pay you how about that <laughs> instead of waiting two hours they could pay you immediately amazingly right but they don't. Why? Well, they don't have to. <laughs> Nobody makes them do it. That's why I don't really see 36% of drivers or whatever leaving. I just don't see that happening at all. <laughs> at all. I can't get people to stand up and even quit a job 
where there's tons of time when they're not being paid. It's really tough to get people to do that, to even just do that, where there should be a collective action at each of these companies to get this kind of thing changed. But the companies know, they know what I'm saying here, which is nobody's going to do that. They just won't do it. People are afraid to lose a job where they have to work and not get paid anything. <laughs> that, that is just, I don't get it. I don't get it. You can sit at home and also make nothing. <laughs> and I just want to tell people that. So if you're sitting like an entire weekend and don't make any money, you could do that at your house and not make any money. Isn't that amazing? But it takes a collective action to change the company. If it's just you going in there saying you want to be paid or you'll quit, they'll go, well, get out of here. But if you're at a place with a thousand drivers and they get a thousand messages that say everybody gets paid for all their time or we're all leaving, that's a bigger problem for them. Then action happens. It's the same with the New York City firefighters. They're going to pick people off one by one. And that's what happens when we let other people fall like that. Oh, well, that's not that's not affecting me. And this doesn't affect me. Eventually, it affects you. They come for you, too. Eventually. Eventually. They're there for you. And then who's there to help you? Nobody. They're all gone because you let them get picked off. All these firefighters need to stand up and say, no, we're just not going to do it. And we will not be back to work until this ends. And we'll only take a couple of days of fires in the city burning around town for that to happen. Because you think, do you think the, the city can get 17,000 firefighters into town immediately? I don't think so. I think that's going to be a tough call to be able to do that. It will not be something that's easy. And what happens is then the mayor gets a lot of pushback from the public. And that's what you want, kind of the help of the public on the side to help you when their house is burning and nobody shows up. You know, well, I don't know what to tell you. Not until the mayor changes uh, what's going on. And you're going to have to allow that to happen. That's going to have to be a side effect of what you do. If you're unwilling to do that as a firefighter, by the way, then you might as well disband your union. Because your whole power in a union is in the collective action of all of the members to not work. That's the power of it. The real power is to not come in. And if you're unwilling to not come in, you know, we'll go in no matter what. Well, then you don't have any power. You have no power. Disband your union. Okay. If you're not, if you're not willing to do that. And uh, that's just the case. That's just how it is. And it's the same in trucking. Uh, there are a lot of union companies that have a bunch of dumb rules and cameras and stuff. And I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are making. I still see places paying, you know, thirty-eight, forty $40,000 a year. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Collective action at those companies works. It will work. It will bring them down because without drivers, how do they move their freight around? <laughs> they can't. Autonomous trucks? Yeah, okay. 25 years from now, I guess you can restart your company. But today, you got no choice but to have a driver in that truck. And so the power is still with the driver for now. Use it or or lose it, I guess, basically. Now, we do know that this vaccine mandate for 100 or more employers at a company is sort of uh, has two sides to it because the uh, another person at the Labor Department said, OK, truck drivers are not going to be affected by this. So first, I think they should get their story straight. But an attorney wrote an article and I'm not an attorney for people that don't know that. Uh, Mark, is that Mark is an attorney? No, not really. <laughs> All right. But I read this article from an attorney and how, how he explained how it works. While you're in the truck, you're regulated by the Department of Transportation. OK, so uh, during that time, you would not be affected by any OSHA rules. But when you're out of the truck and a dock or at your workplace, you're affected by OSHA rules. OK. 
and still the Department of Transportation because you're still logging, I guess, right? But it's OSHA rules there. So if you go on a dock, you'd be subject to the rules of that dock, and a dock could prevent you from coming on the dock. As long as you stay in the truck and don't interact with anybody, that's what the attorney said, you would be fine on the mandate. But if you interact with anyone, including at your own company, if you have to come in and to do paperwork or training or whatever it is they have you do in the office and they're affected, it would also affect you. It needs to be cleared up. It's on hold. Some appeals courts held it. January 4th is the implementation date. I don't see that happening in any kind of lifetime. So uh, we'll see. There's some more arguments this week. Um, I don't know where it's going. Okay. It shouldn't be allowed. Certainly, it shouldn't be allowed in the United States. Uh, we'll see what happens with it. I think it's going to be a big mess. That's what I think. They're doing fuel rationing in the ta um, at TAs in Arizona and New Mexico. They're not getting enough fuel deliveries, and so they're rationing. So if you're going into that area and plan on fueling at a TA, you may want to call it in advance and see how much fuel you can get, if they have any available, stuff like that. That could be a real problem if you're in that area. So for the next few days, at least call the TAs down there and see if they have fuel, how much they'll give you, all that kind of stuff. I personally think they'll ration it with one, uh, one gallon underneath whatever you need to get a shower, 59 gallons, I guess, and so that they don't have to give showers out, but that's just uh, my opinion. Hey, should I care about a women-owned company? I don't think so, but, you know, I saw an article, and, uh, you know, they're advertising for drivers and said, hey, this is, come here, this is a woman-owned company. Let's, let's say it this way. Who cares? Oh, and women are like, oh, the two women that listen probably. There are not that many women listen, but... Oh, well, that's offensive. No, I don't think so. I mean, what's the difference? Shouldn't the company be run good no matter who runs it? And so are they suggesting that a man-owned company is not as good or that this is better, that women cannot be corrupt and run a bad place, that women cannot run a company where they don't pay you? I don't think any of that should matter. I shouldn't choose a company based on the sex of the person that runs it. Should I? Is that what people want? I don't think so. This is more this them versus us hey look at here's a woman owned so it's better no it's not better and it's not worse it's not anything it's just a company it doesn't matter who owns it uh that doesn't make any difference how are you paying me you know what's the truck what's all the what's the routes all that matters not that some woman owns it and i'll tell you this I have a friend of mine that owns a couple of businesses. He has his wife own them so that he can get more contracts. They're actually, the business is actually in her name because they give contracts to minorities, which women are considered minorities, even though there's more of them, So, which I don't understand, but that's another story. And I, of course, don't agree with giving contracts out based on minority status. But uh, that's how it works. And so he puts the companies in his wife's name and gets more contracts that way just because she owns them, even though he's really the one running it. So none of that really matters. It can all be a scam. It cannot be a scam. It shouldn't make any difference. What if I put their man-owned company? Is that Would that make people feel better? It shouldn't. It shouldn't make any difference. It shouldn't make any difference. So putting woman-owned company, it's kind of offensive, to be honest with you. To say, oh, well, men are no good. I don't, I don't know if I want to work there. Maybe only women should work there. Would that be? But you can't do that in the ad, can you? Because that's illegal. Can't hire people based on their sex. Now, can you? No. Okay, so we can't do that. So... I don't like when people put that kind of thing in ads. I just think it's ridiculous. Woman-owned company. I think that's crazy. Woman-owned. Uh, the drug testing rules are being blamed now for driver shortage. They keep trying to figure out why there's a shortage, which there isn't. And now they're blaming drug testing rules that changed in 2020. Except the rules didn't change in 2020, did they? No. It's another problem of the press. They have no idea what they're talking about. 
So it said in the article, because of the drug testing rules change in 2020, 72,000 drivers are now banned from driving. Well, what happened, as we all know, is the clearinghouse opened in 2020. And that meant drivers that test positive get on a list. Basically, they're blacklisted out of the industry until they get assistance with that. And look, and I'm all for that, to be honest with you. You know, I don't think people should do drugs. Uh, I always say you should be able to do whatever you want, but then you may not be able to do other things. So your actions may have consequences, but you should still be able to do whatever you want. Absolutely. So these 72,000 drivers that are banned, the rules didn't change. The drug test has been the same forever, as far as I know. Okay, they haven't, they're not testing for different substances. There just happened to be a list. This press, the press is like horrible. They all probably went to public school, so they probably have no idea what they're doing. They're just print whatever they're told by somebody with no research, no looking into anything. Usually there's misspellings in the articles. It's just not true. You know, the latest figures are doing about 40 to 42,000 CDLs a month now in the United States are being issued. And so that's plenty of people. Nearly a half a million people this year are going to get a new CDL. Isn't that incredible? Half a million. You know where those people go? Right back to their house. Because they start out at some garbage place, uh, you know, maybe based in Oregon or Utah, some place like that, maybe Iowa, and and they're just garbage, and they get treated poorly and make little money and bunk with four people with no TV even in their room, and they're just they're just treated so they leave rightly so. Look, I wouldn't tolerate that, right? And people shouldn't tolerate it, and they don't, and so companies can't get people. It has nothing to do. With drug testing. Well, sure, that keeps people out of the industry. Good. Get them out of the industry. I don't want them. I think if you fail that test, you shouldn't get the license to drive anything. Okay? You shouldn't. You should have to take a skateboard to work uh, if you can go find a job, as far as I'm concerned. Do brokers take too much money? Somebody asked me this. Mark, brokers. Brokers are taking so much money. Now, I don't usually deal with owner-operator things, but I think this is a good subject because owner-operators, you know what they want? They want a lot of money for what they're doing. And when a broker makes a lot of money, they don't like it. It's us versus them again. They're making money, Mark. How come I don't make more money? It's funny. When I ask people, do they want to raise? Yes. Oh, everybody, right? Everybody wants to raise? Certainly. Everybody does want to raise. If I said, would you like to make more money? Yeah, sure. Do you want a broker to make more money? Well, no, absolutely not. Well, why not? <laughs> Here's the thing. Instead of being jealous of somebody or being mad at someone for being more successful than you, or making more money than you, or having something you don't have, go do what they're doing then. If you think brokers, that's the funny thing about drivers. Brokers make all this money, don't do anything. Why don't you become a broker? Oh, well, Mark, I can't do that. Why not? That person became a broker that you're jealous of because they have a 14-year-old Mercedes or something like that. Mark, they take 20%. All right. Don't do the load. It's your refuse to provide labor at the rate that they're offering. It's just so simple. It's just such a free market. And it's such a simple thing. You know, you want to you want some kind of guaranteed rate? Go become a company driver at a company that guarantees you money. Okay, you want the money to float like it does now, where it might be up, might be down. Okay, then you take the road of an owner operator. I got no problem with that either way. But brokers do not make too much money. They make the money that they make. And if it's more than you, do not be jealous of that. Go do what they're doing. If you see someone doing something and they make so much money, why aren't you doing that? Oh, don't be mad at them. Go do the same thing they do. Holy mackerel. 
don't be jealous like that. Don't be jelly. That's what the kids say these days, by the way. In automotive news, I want to go back to the infrastructure bill, which I talked about a little bit on my wildly successful live show that is done every Monday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time on the YouTubes. There's more in this infrastructure bill. Yes. Do you know what's in there? In two, Within two years, cars, new cars, will have to be equipped with rear seat monitors so that if you leave your kid back there, uh, the car is going to let you know. I think that how it will work is probably like the GM and Hyundai system currently in that when you shut the car off and open the door, an alarm goes off on the dashboard and it lights up and says, check the rear seat. And it stays on for five seconds or something like that. And that alerts you that you may be so stupid that you forgot your own offspring in the back seat. Now, look, I think that if you forget your own child, I don't even know what to say about you. People always tell me, Mark, the most important thing in my life are my kids. Well, why are you forgetting them in your car? <laughs> you know, look, I, I, I can't imagine it. So people now, I guess, have sunk so low that the car, the car re remembers their kid more than they do, more than they do. And how it works in some cars is that if the back door's been opened, this alarm goes off. In some cars, it doesn't matter if the back door's been opened. Some have a sensor in the seat back there. So if it senses any weight, it'll alert you, which could be a grocery bag or something also. But uh, the car's going to alert you that, hey, you know that thing that you say is the most important thing to you? You just forgot them in the back seat. I think it's ridiculous. I, uh, personally, my car doesn't have it, and uh, I'm glad for it. I would not forget a kid in the back of the car. Cars are also going to be required to have alcohol detection in them. So, uh, and it didn't exactly explain this, but currently how that works is you blow into a straw if you've been assigned that by the court, and the car won't start until you blow, you know, a legal blow. I actually don't know if it's zero or if it's under .08. I don't know how that works. But uh, the cars, all cars... We'll have to have this. Can you imagine buying a car that you have to start by blowing into a straw? I come out here. It's 20. I come home. So I can imagine at 3, 4 in the morning, get in my car. It's sitting outside all day uh, while I'm at work. It's 20 below zero. Okay. I'm freezing to death. And now I got to blow in a straw to get my car started. I wonder if it will let you remote start your car. I thought about that too because I'm a big fan of that and do a lot of that in the winter. Will it not let the remote start work? I don't know, but that alcohol detection technology is coming. I See, this is another thing of punishing everyone because of a few people. How about we never let people drive if you get a DUI? I'm all for that, okay? One DUI, you can never drive again. Like it? And have, and I would have point zero as the limit. All right, Maybe I might give you one DUI that had no accidents, all right, and you get one chance, but that's it, and I would never allow it to be more than point zero is that a tough policy yes here's the thing don't drink and drive okay take an uber take a cab call a friend right but uh, do not drink and drive that's how i would do it i wouldn't be all this oh you have to have detection or whatever no you can't ever drive and if you're ever caught driving again i'd personally lock you up 10 years second time rest of your life period get you off the street there's way too many of these accidents thousands and thousands of people die every year needlessly in alcohol-related accidents, it's just ridiculous. I wouldn't allow it. I'd get you off the streets, and if you continue, you go to jail. You can make your uh, booze in a garbage can in your toilet uh, with your roomie in there. Uh, and that's how I would do it. Simple as that. Get you off the streets. Do you have an F-150? A lot of you do. 
Uh, do you have the V8 in it? A new one? The Coyote? Guess what? You can go to Ford, your local Ford dealer, and have a supercharger installed by the dealer. Oh, yeah. Warranty continues if you have the dealer install it. So it does not void your warranty. 710 horsepower, then out of this 5 liters, and 0 to 60 in 4.8 seconds in your F-150. That's hustling that truck down the road. That's fast for that thing. And the sound, which I didn't get to hear one. I wish I did. I wish they'd have a video of it. It must sound incredible with the huge whine. It would sound like a Challenger, right? The supercharged Challenger. That make that whine sound come out of there. It would sound great. And that thing would just cruise down there. Yes, I know you Greenpeace activists won't like it. It'll use a lot of gas or whatever. Could care less, right? This is the way to do it. Way better than electric. I don't care if it's not as fast. Mark, the lightning's faster. I don't care. Okay, I just don't care. This would be incredible to put on your uh, on your pickup truck. Hey, but maybe you're saying, Mark, I got a hankering for an older truck. A hankering. I know a lot of people use that language, that kind of wording. On bring of trailer. <laughs> did you see this thing? 1976 Suburban. All right. It's got a 350 V8 and a three on the tree. How about that? A three-speed column shift. And chrome bumpers. Somebody ordered chrome bumpers new, but not an automatic. How many of you have ever driven a three on the tree? And that is going to be an age-related thing, I'm sure. I drove a couple of them. One was a pickup truck, and it seems like a Nova had one from the 70s. But I looked into it about 81 or 82 was the last year I could find where you could buy a new vehicle with a three on a tree, and that was a pickup truck, Chevy pickup truck. This 76 Suburban, which I didn't even really realize had a three on the tree available, does have it as original equipment. And it's on Bring a Trailer. It was $12,000. It looked good. It looked good. It'd be something certainly very unusual. I think that'd be something that would go over good at a car show to explain that to people. Pretty cool if you're in the market for it at all. Now, I want to go and talk about another reason we're not on Mars. Here's the thing. Dateline Wyoming okay cowboys horses more horses and stuff <laughs> right so a dude I know it's a dude it's always a dude I can't find many with women in them amazingly because we are the idiots of the planet let's just be honest about that we're pretty much stupid so he goes into a Starbucks like people do. Apparently, they have Starbucks in Wyoming. I had no idea. He goes in there and orders his uh, latte or whatever. I think that they actually said latte in there. And, you know, you give him your name, and then they go make your drink or whatever they do in the back. And the cashier, who is a woman, brings him his drink. But uh, And so he comes up to the register. Uh, but unfortunately... Uh, his trousers are around his ankles, and he is uh, uh, manually manipulating uh, part of his body, shall we say, uh, in front of the cashier. Okay. So, uh, what usually happens... See, this is the thing that uh, men all realize. If you whistle at a woman or yell at her, hey, 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 or you know, drop your pants in her direction, she will immediately be smitten with you, fall in love, and marry you, okay? Because she's just so impressed by your show of affection, right? That all works, right? Burnouts work too, right? Does that all work? 
Okay. All right. So some of that may not work. Apparently this didn't work this time. Amazing as it is. Usually this kind of stuff works. Women just love it when you do this kind of stuff. Didn't work. Called the police. He's still there when they show up. And, uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention the woman cashier was 16. <laughs> Guess what? Jail, <laughs> sex charge, registry. <laughs> All right. He said to the cops, I can't even stand it. What do you think, Gracie? Oh, she almost moved her ear. That it's a misunderstanding and his pants simply fell down and he was trying to get him put back up when this misunderstanding took place. You know, whenever I go into a store and I go to the cashier, you know what sometimes happens? My pants fall off. And doggone it, if it isn't Commando Tuesday when that happens and there's nothing else there. Oh, my gosh. Well, he has a long history of this type of thing, as you can imagine. All right. But this one, she's 16. That's a problem. So off to jail he goes, off to therapy she probably goes. Uh, she did say it wasn't really that big of a problem for her, so I thought that was pretty awesome too. And uh, so he will have to be on the registry now for the rest of his life. And hopefully nobody like this goes to Mars because the average temperature on Mars is around 70 below zero. So uh, you're going to want to have pants on most of the time, although I guess the Mars bucks <laughs> would be heated uh, up there, uh, or at least you'd get some kind of warmed up drink. This is a, just another reason why we're not on Mars. People like this, I will tell you seriously, they don't need to be in society. This guy should be in prison, period. Not let back out, period. Okay, we can't have people like, we are way too soft, way soft on criminals. Way soft, and I will maintain that forever. So uh, that's what we got going on today. I want everybody to be safe. There's some winter storms coming in and stuff this week. Uh, so um, out west, of course, be safe. By Saturday... Right here in World Headquarters uh, in Lafayette, Indiana, we're going to have a high of 35 degrees Saturday. So take this last bit of warm weather while you can. I'm going to have to fish my coat out of the closet and uh, get all the change out of it from last year. And get ready. I haven't worn a coat yet, but that's coming. So we'll see you Friday on the next podcast. There's some videos and stuff coming. Be safe and uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. All right. I don't know why I said that. People always say that. Uh, that's enough, Mark. Okay, I got it, Gracie. Talk to you later.